my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to be charming, not combative, when you are trying to influence behavior. You'll get more flies with honey than vinegar, as the saying goes. And in life in general, this turns out to be true. So I live near an intersection with signs boasting that it is the most courteous corner on the main line. I have no idea of the source or the accuracy of this superlative. I don't know how one would even measure and rank intersections based on courtesy. But I do have a hunch about the sign's purpose. When you are at the most courteous corner in town, you are probably going to wait your turn at the stop sign. You are going to signal your turn and smile at the pedestrian instead of gesturing for him to hurry up. When you are at the most courteous corner in the neighborhood, you are primed to be courteous yourself. I have read about a park in Memphis that takes a similarly positive approach to getting visitors to follow the rules. Instead of signs telling dog owners that Memphis has a leash law, which it does, the park has signs addressed to dogs, reminding them to keep their humans attached by leash. This is because, the sign explains, it's super awkward when they go bounding up to strangers. Apparently, the same park kept people off its new sod with birth announcement-style signs with a stork proclaiming that this baby grass was born to the Overton Park family, complete with the grass's birthday. There is so much wisdom in signs like these. They are cheerful, and in the case of the park signs, clever and funny. You notice the signs. You like them. You might even point them out to your friends or snap a photo. The signs get your attention. Plus, the sign stance is about what we do. We are courteous to drivers and pedestrians. We keep dogs leashed and respect people's space. We stay off our baby grass because we are celebrating it and want it to thrive. The signs make people want to engage in pro-social behavior. We are part of a community. This is much better than a sign with prohibitions or demands from an impersonal authority. We often ignore signs like these, and at worst, we may feel an urge to violate them, even if we're not especially oppositional. Signs that say, 
no sitting on the steps in all capital letters, kind of make me want to sit on the steps. So what's the relevance for those of us not in the sign-making business? For starters, whether you're using a sign or an email or live instructions, you may be better off creating a sense of identity and community among the people whose behavior you're trying to shape. For instance, at some schools, norms or rules are presented as, let's call it, the Anytown school way. Kids may disregard rules or even feel that rules beg to be broken. But when norms are framed as the way their school does things, kids may come to view them as a matter of identity. If that's how things are done at any town school, I want to be part of the community. So that's how I will do them too. Using we language tends to be helpful. Saying let's all check our cell phones to make sure our ringers are off while checking your own phone is a lot better than demanding Silence your cell phone without looking at your own phone. Signs and instructions also tend to be more effective and less off-putting when they focus on a mutually valued purpose. That's the idea behind the signs at the park about protecting the baby grass. Presumably, you have a reason for asking people to adhere to a specific behavior. At least, I hope you do. So connect instructions to the why. Please don't use flash photography during the show because it can distract the dancers. Makes a lot more sense than just no photography allowed. So when you're trying to get people to follow rules that benefit everyone, take a lesson from the courteous corner and the friendly park signs. Aim to charm friends instead of controlling strangers. Everyone is more likely to comply. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Thanks for listening to Before Breakfast. If you've got questions, ideas, or feedback, you can reach me at laura at lauravandercam.com. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartMedia. For more podcasts from iHeartMedia, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.